and you cannot attract the waiter's attention, what do you do? Artemis was a little surprised to see a spark of comprehension in Beckett's eyes. Um, tell Butler to jump, jump, jump on his head? Miles was impressed. I agree with Simpleton. No, said Artemis. You raise one finger and say clearly, E.C. Garçon. Let's try it together. Raise one finger and say, E.C. Garçon. The little boys did as they were told, eager to please their deranged brother. E.C. Garçon, they chorused. And then Miles whispered to his twin, Artemis, simple tune. Artemis raised his hands. I surrender. No more lessons. Why don't we paint some pictures? Excellent, said Miles. I shall paint my jar of mould. Beckett was suspicious. I won't learn? No, said Artemis fondly. You won't learn a thing. Good. Beckett happy now. See? The boy pointed to the broad smile on his face. The three brothers were stretched on the floor up to their elbows in poster paint when their father entered the room, moving like an athlete in spite of his biohybrid artificial leg. Artemis climbed to his knees, smudged and dripping. I abandoned French vocabulary and have joined the twins in play, he grinned. It's quite liberating, actually. Artemis noticed then that his father was anxious. What's the matter? His mother's influenza worsening. His father's expression was strange. I remember the first time I saw your mother, he said. In London, at a private party. A room full of scoundrels, and I was the biggest one in the bunch. She changed me, Artie. Saved my life. Now? Artemis's blood pounded in his ears. His mother dying, father. Not if the foul men have something to say about it. Whatever we have to do, son, whatever it takes. Be calm, Artemis told himself. You have the power to fix this. Artemis was reasonably confident that whatever was wrong with his mother could be healed with a burst of fairy magic, and he was the only human on earth with that magic. Father, he said gently, has the doctor left? No, he's in the lobby. I thought you might talk to him, just in case there's a question I may have missed. Artemis was only mildly surprised to find Dr. Han Schelke, Europe's leading expert on rare diseases, in the lobby. Naturally, his father would have sent for Schalke when Angeline Fahl's condition began to deteriorate. He was speaking to his assistant. Artemis approached him, hand outstretched. The doctor did not return the gesture. Contamination, Master Fahl. We have not determined whether your mother's condition is contagious. Artemis curled his fingers into his palm. The doctor was right. Doctor, would you describe my mother's symptoms? The doctor huffed, irritated. Your mother's condition is possibly unique, said Schalke, banishing his assistant with a shake of his fingers. From what I can tell, her organs seem to be failing. Which organs? All of them, said Schalke. I need to bring equipment here from my laboratory at Trinity College. My assistant, Imogen, Miss Book, will monitor her until my return.
At this rate of decline, your mother has days left to her. Frankly, we need a miracle. Artemis's bodyguard, Butler, was at the foot of the stairs. Uh, your father called and told me I was needed. What's going on? It's mother, said Artemis. She's very ill. I'm going to see what I can do. I'll be careful, Artemis. Magic is not science. You can't control it. You wouldn't want to accidentally make Mrs. Fowle's condition worse. I fear that her condition couldn't be worse. Artemis went to his parents' room, leaving the bodyguard standing sentry outside. Butler was the only other human who knew the full truth of Artemis's magical escapades. He had been at his young charge's shoulder throughout their various adventures, but Artemis had made the journey through time to limbo without him.